0: Please make sure that your seatbelt is securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you.
1: Welcome to uh, another installation of the Vagabond Exchange. Oh, I'm sitting across from William, who's apparently drinking gasoline. Yeah. Say hi, William. Hello. It's Sunday. We're in a dining room, and it's effing hot outside. Yeah. I feel stupid uh, complaining about the weather, but it's so hot.
0: What's the temperature?
1: Should I look it up on my new fancy You should look it up on your new
0: fancy phone. (laughs) Give me
1: just a moment here. Although it's,
0: for that some you've reason, been dry humping for the last couple of days. <laughs>
1: hey, F you for all your dry humping of,
0: of electronic what? apparatus. No. It'll be
1: believe I'm allowed to um, do this.
0: nowhere near <laughs> slobbering over my stuff <laughs> Whatever. the way you have been. Really?
1: You want to yeah. have a competition about it?
0: No, because you would win outright.
1: That's not true.
0: Take your time on that.
1: You know what? Why don't you fill the air? Good afternoon, everyone.
0: <laughs> we are uh, currently waiting for Emily to uh, get on the ball what? and give us some information about how hot it is here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And uh, her super speedy phone. is
1: It's not the phone that's not speedy, it's the operator yeah. that's not speedy. All right. A hundred degrees right now. It's a hundred degrees. That's what it says In me. Nashville. At, what time is it?
0: three five fifty
1: six no yeah it's almost six p.m. phone
0: doesn't even have the correct time on it
1: well this gives the last time it was updated. <laughs> you know what i don't know what your problem is we just need to stop doing this uh, stop doing a
0: podcast
1: well maybe for now yeah. this is
0: our last podcast we will be retiring after this
1: i'm not retiring i'm just not doing a podcast with you anymore.
0: i'm well yes I'll be doing my own out of my bedroom closet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and the cat? Yep. That should be That's all I need. <laughs> so, anyway, welcome everyone. Hope you enjoyed the first five minutes of this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hot. It is hot. And I'm irritated.
0: Are you? Yeah. By the heat or by something else? No,
1: by the heat. Mm. I don't like being cooped up inside in the summer, which I realize is a choice that I make. But it's hot. To outside, it's hot
0: well the uh, steering
1: wheel burns my hands when I try to drive I that's know. how hot it is yeah that's inappropriate
0: you should bring your um, swimsuit over like next weekend or something <laughs> just we'll go just over bring to it the, over. go out to the pool yeah just bring it over <laughs> hang it up and look at it and make you feel cooler maybe <laughs> right
1: <laughs> you're lucky you're funny yeah so what's up how's your week going
0: um, are going... Like
1: weekend. It's going
0: well. I used of to course. have a
1: manager that pronounced weekend, weekend. Miss Emily, what are you doing for the weekend?
0: Like A and D. Yeah, it was hmm. funny.
1: She was she was a character.
0: Um, was she like... Well, we'll get into that movie, but was she like the woman in uh, Despicable Me? The a, first, little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Like
1: able to, um, <laughs> underhandedly, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Insult you without it sounding like an insult. (laughs) But I really liked her. I respected her. Was she she from here or Michigan? She's from Texas, actually. Texas. You couldn't tell by my accent? Well, that's what I thought. You know who I'm talking about. I do now. She had this thing that she called the Texas doodlebug effect. And she'd like refer to it in passing, which of course people would be like, What is a Texas doodle bug? And she'd be like, You're not familiar with a Texas Doodle bug. Well ladies, that's these little bugs. They walk around in the sand and they just go in circles until they kicked all that sand up over top of them and they can't get out. And that's what we tend to do here, is a Texas doodle bug effect.
0: I would have walked out halfway through <laughs> that sentence. It's just it's insulting.
1: Funny. It's it's well, she wasn't it's referring to us. She was referring to other. Oh, okay. Like our unit was far superior than other units. Yeah. Yeah, we were. It's not what Ladies, I heard. we are just going to get them under our high heels. The women of the world will rule. And she'd have these little, like she'd make little presentation points with her hand, like she was a politician. Hmm. She was hilarious, but I didn't report to her for very long, so that was depressing. But anyway, let's
0: talk so you about something else. you had the benefit of being off tomorrow
1: i do so that must be a nice feeling it is a good feeling yeah it's good i do have to return to work at some point though it's like prolonging the inevitable right yeah but you
0: have a short week
1: i know that's right but you and i will both have a short week in a a couple weeks me and you
0: yeah and And then a
1: few weeks after that we'll have an even shorter week why because we'll go to san francisco
0: okay
1: and we'll have uh, Labor Day. That's hey, true. What are we going to do for Labor Day? I don't
0: know. What do you want to do?
1: Well, if it's this hot outside, probably go somewhere air-conditioned. Okay. Or with a swimming pool. Yeah. Or your balls.
0: Hey. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, now you're embarrassed? Yes. So, anyway, what
0: else? What she's referring to is I throw a monthly ball. <laughs> it's black tie has nothing to do with my testicles. just came out wrong.
1: I can't make sure you're throwing a ball. Why not? It's the ball, everyone. Welcome. (laughs) That's the funniest thing you've ever said. Yeah? Are you not looking forward to work? Is that what you brought it up?
0: Um, Actually, I don't care.
1: (laughs) Whatever. If work's going to be there, I might as well go. Gotta go. go. Charlie has to work tomorrow. Does he? He starts his new job.
0: Hmm. Doing what? Fry cook. <laughs> See how long that job lasts. he singe all the hair off his body.
1: <laughs> he wears a protective suit. Does he? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> what's, re- what's wrong with us? I don't know. It's a delirium that we've reached. Yep. So, what should we talk about?
0: I don't know. What do we... Uh...
1: Besides my awesome phone. <laughs> Just kidding. What do
0: we have... I guess we, we normally come up with a list of items we want to we discuss. Do. We're just gonna wing it today except so, for the movie.
1: Enjoy Seattle Joe. What's up, Seattle Joe? I keep meaning to respond to your email. I may do it after we record this podcast because you took the time to send a link via email and I did not reply. Yeah although we did reply via podcast
0: we did. We're going to reply um, Oh, we've got some restaurant
1: reviews that we'll talk about. Today. Or a restaurant review. Maybe two restaurant reviews. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, you want to talk about some movies? Sure. You? What one do you want to talk about first?
0: Which one did we see first?
1: I think we saw Inception first, didn't we? Or did we see Despicable Me first?
0: I can't recall. Well,
1: let's just go in the order in which I've written them down on this piece of paper. (laughs) All right. The first thing we saw was Despicable Me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which stars, and by stars I mean... uh,
0: The voices of.
1: Yes. Steve Carell, Russell Bland, Jason Segel, Will Arnett, and Kristen Wieg of Saturday Night Live notoriety. And uh, Despicable Me is about supervillain Gru, who is voiced by Steve Carell. He lives in sort of this suburban uh, pleasantness, but secretly is plotting to steal the moon. And when he attempts to um, get a loan by which to steal the moon, he's told he can't get one and that he needs to um, find a shrinking ray which has been stolen by a uh, rival supervillain whose name escapes me. Starts with a V. Vector? Maybe. Yes. Um, And in sort of doing this, encounters these three little girls who are orphans and realizes that he may be able to use them to his advantage to get this shrinking ray back, adopts them, and uh, sort of takes a liking to them. And from there you see the story kind of unfold right a supervillain evolves yes yes so what do you think of this movie william
0: uh i would say the initial 10 to 15 minutes i thought it was going to be stupid mm-hmm. and um silly yes and it was silly throughout but it was a good silly it yes. was funny and it really grew on me especially when uh grew and the girls came together Agreed. Yeah, uh, it had a lot of Agreed. heart. And then they had the little, uh, what were those called? The little yellow... Minions. Minions, yeah. Who those were...
1: Gru's, uh, like, little workers. But they spoke kind of gibberish and had a really funny laugh, which if you've... Unless you've been, like, isolated for the last six months, you've heard somewhere.
0: Yeah. Or seen these commercials that they run repeatedly on. Yeah, It seems like NBC. BC, I yeah. think
1: that's, yeah.
0: And I read that they actually had a language, I mean... Yeah, when yeah. those that gibberish actually meant something to the the guys that created it, apparently, the director and writer. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, they invented the language. Yeah, so they did. Of course, did. it meant something to them.
0: Right, <laughs> but it meant nothing to us. <laughs> right, but, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: But you could tell that the minions were communicating somehow. Right. They weren't just. They were organized to some capacity.
0: Yes, and I thought that they would annoy me as the picture went along, but mm-hmm. they didn't. They were very entertaining. Yes, and they were entertaining. Cute and funny. Yes, and they had little personalities, and they were nice. So, um and the
1: little girls had little. personalities. The little girls were very sweet, very cute.
0: Little facial expressions were nice. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell wasn't overbearing, which no, I'm always wasn't. afraid that he will be.
1: And he had like a funny Russian accent. He did, which was he reminded it
0: me of a guy we work with, and uh, <laughs> that's funny. Just a little bit disturbing, but right. But, but no, but overall, I uh, I enjoyed it it was making a ton of money and i just like there's no way this movie is that good it's not an up but it's a good no. it's an entertaining movie
1: and it was heartwarming it was um what is this the pixar movie is that i what don't it's think called? so i think oh. toy
0: story was the pixar pixar okay. cuz they put out one a year
1: what is this kind of movie is it just a cartoon regular old cartoon
0: yeah we'll have to see what uh, movie studio okay. put it out
1: yeah i enjoyed it as well it was very sweet funny very nice like entertaining I think the whole family could get something from it, too. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) So uh, what would you rate this on the IMDb?
1: I would rate it at a 7.
0: I would give it a 7 as well.
1: We'll see what IMDb has to say. I bet it's going to be higher on IMDb.
0: 7.8. Yep. Which is.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend uh, checking that out. Nice
0: summer fair.
1: Yes. Nice little refresher in the midst of all these kind of depressing movies we've seen lately. Right. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what else? What else do we see? What do we see next? Inception. All right. um, With Leonardo DiCaprio, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Ellen Page, Marion Cotillard, um, Ken Watanabe, Mm. who is my future ex-husband, okay, <laughs> Cillian Murphy, and Michael Caine. And uh, Inception is a story of Dom Cobb, which I thought was a dumb name. They just called him by his last name, Cobb. Um, he's a thief, but the twist to that is that he actually steals secrets and stuff from people in their dreams. Um, so he's sort of this former architect who is able to get inside people's dreams and um, And steal their stuff. And in the midst of sort of doing this, he encounters someone who outsmarts him. um, But who is able to uh, help him escape some things from his past. And possibly go back home to his kids. By performing this one last heist of a a rich millionaire's dream. Secret. Right. So if you can follow that, definitely go check out (laughs) this. I'll say this. This movie is a very... it's not like a sit back and enjoy and, like, be entertained movie. Like, you're going to have to pro- maybe do this on a day when you have a lot of brain power. Right. Because there's a lot that that's going on. I think you and I have talked, like, I know you want to see it a second time mm-hmm. because there's so much going on. Like, there's no way you're going to get it all the first time. Right. Especially once you see the ending, then I think I'd want to see it again anyway to be like, yeah. okay, what? where did they point to what this ending would be?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, as you know, that day we also spent the afternoon with some friends. Yes, I, we did. And I was kind of out of it all day for some reason. I was mm-hmm. just very logy. So, yeah, seeing the movie, I wasn't. I was very into the movie, but I was really trying to keep up. Yes. It's not. It's not something where you can just sit back and let the, the movie come to you. You right. really have to stay involved. And um, right. like we were talking about it before. It hit me on an, an intellectual and kind of uh, aesthetic level. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it was
1: bu- visually stunning. It's, right? Yeah,
0: visually stunning, and it's a smart film. Um, I I called it a, a pretty puzzle because mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's. It, I mean, it's eye popping, and at the same time, you just you have to keep up. Um, right. uh, what was it? I, I had something in my mind and I lost it. It's okay. I was going to say the thing. Uh, well, there are a couple of things. One is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has been in two films this year that kind of have a tragic love story to them: mm-hmm. Shutter Island and this one. Yes. Um, this one I liked better.
1: Yeah. Um, but I
0: couldn't. I couldn't get connected emotionally like I thought I should. But I think it's because I was so busy trying to keep up with the movie itself and keep up with what's going on, that the whole relationship between him and Marion Cotillard Cotillard, kind of, it didn't hit me on an emotional level where it probably would once I see it again.
1: And there's kind of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Their relationship, there's a complication in their relationship that you're trying to figure out, as they're having their relationship, right. so I think that I think that's why because you sort of can't get invested in their love for each other because you're trying to figure out like wha- how they're in each other's lives at this point.
0: That that may be it.
1: That, at least that was, was it for me. But I had
0: the same reaction that I had with him and uh, Michelle Williams in Shutter Island. But that was because a very I really couldn't. Story. It was, but I couldn't connect to that one either, and maybe that's why. Yeah. Um. However. I, I, I did like this movie. Yes. Um I have to say about Ken Watanabe, mm-hmm. I really like him, too. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard to understand what he's saying for yes, me. Yes,
1: it is hard to understand him.
0: And uh, when you have a movie like this, which is already difficult, mm-hmm. and you're trying to keep up with every sentence and every scene because you, you don't want to get lost. Right. When somebody says something, you kind of have to cock your head to the side and say, You know, what did he say exactly? Right. That can pull you out of the film a little bit. Right. Not completely, but it's distracting.
1: And he doesn't have that many lines. But you're, I didn't think about that, but you're right. It was a little, little
0: distracting. Right. But overall, I loved it. I mean, it was really. Yes. There's a a scene where they're like walking on walls. There was a movie years ago with Fred Astaire where he's, there's a dance sequence where he's walking around the house and he's mm-hmm. walking on the ceiling, and yes. the song may have been "Dancing on the Ceiling" or something. Yeah, but that's what it reminded me of. It was so graceful mm-hmm. in the in the fight scenes. Yeah, but the, the special effects were just. This is the first movie that I think will get nominated for special effects at least. But I also think it will get nominated for best picture since I think we so have too. ten best pictures and
1: not very many good movies out there so far. So, yeah, yeah, and I also liked. Uh, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, and yeah. Ellen Page's performances as well. Ellen Page, I still think of her as Juno, but I think she's starting to like win me over as an actress who can do more than just like the snarky teenager part. And right. this was the first movie I think was a movie that we saw in San Francisco a couple years ago with um, shoot, I can't think of who else was in it. Was she in it? Her dad's a professor.
0: Oh, a Dennis uh, Quaid. Smart people. Yeah.
1: And I was like, "Ooh, if this is all that," and that was like, "That was a bad movie anyway." Right. But I just was a little nervous that we'd just be seeing her as
0: kind Juno. Of a smug, yeah. Yeah, but he, she, yeah. she
1: she's proving me wrong. So I'm looking forward to seeing because I really like her and she's a really intelligent person, at least from what I can tell. <clears> yeah, she
0: it. was. Um, I was very impressed by her performance in Joseph Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see a movie with him in it where it's not, where it's a bad movie. Yeah. Because he seems to pick his w- roles, roles really well. really And who's the other guy who is kind of the uh, comic relief?
1: I don't know. I couldn't find his character when I did my research. Okay,
0: we'll have to look him up because he was British, really good. British, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. he was really good. Because
0: to- Tom Berenger is in that movie as well. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he lo- he lo- well, he is older, but we, we well, just watched... Well, that's what I uh, found
1: distracting because I was like, is that Tom Berenger? And I was like... Tom Berenger looks. Oh no! I was like, no way, because he's like got a full head of gray hair.
0: But we watched uh, Major League a couple of weeks ago, yeah. And that was like, that movie's twenty years old, geez. so that yeah. Because I thought the same thing.
1: Yeah, that that was what pulled me out a little bit. Was yeah, thinking about Tom Berenger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, and of course Marion Cotillard. How beautiful is she? She's gorgeous. Like I look, I look at all these women in Hollywood who seem so manufactured and just all kind of look like. Another version of the one before and she just is beautiful
0: and she's beautiful she's gorgeous but not in a i don't know it's like in a french way yeah well it's not like a untouchable kind of
1: right she's very
0: and she's curvy and she's does doughy eyes
1: (laughs) she's very beautiful she is So. so okay so, do we want to find out what IMDb has to say? Sure. What, what would you? What would you give?
0: I would give it an eight point seven.
1: I'd give it an eight point two.
0: Lower than me. Yeah. And you said it was. Well, that's not hard. You said it was the best movie you've seen this year. This year,
1: year but yeah. there hasn't been anything good out.
0: This and I may year. give it higher after. I oh see really? It a second time, yeah. You, oh. Nine point three.
1: Wow. Everyone I know that saw it said it was awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it, number three in the top two hundred and fifty of all time. Really? It may drop. I was
1: going to say, but it will go back down. But yeah, everyone I ran into, like it was a topic of conversation all last week because yeah. I think everybody saw it.
0: Yeah, and plus, where where, where I work, I'm an IT person, so yeah. in, every IT person I know loves this yeah. movie. Yeah. So
1: well, even where I, I guess I'm kind of an IT kind of yeah. But uh, I had the same thing, but it was everybody. I mean, marketing, sales, everyone I ran into. And I I guess because once people know you're kind of a movie person, you tend to seek each other out. Right. So that's what, I guess that was probably the case.
0: What did our friend uh, Phil, did he see it?
1: Uh, No, Phil did not see it, but uh, Madison saw it and Ross saw Mm -hmm. it. Madison, she liked it? Yeah, Madison really liked it. Um, and Ross really liked it too Although Ross didn't like the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character Really? Not, which well, What was still, his uh, reason? He said he didn't He only has one face Joseph Gordon-Levitt only had one face Which I can see But I think that was the point of the he character He only has
0: one Yeah, but yeah, exactly It fit in this Yes He's which not challenged. a very emotional guy on, In the movie Like right. DiCaprio is he, He's not is. supposed to be He's supposed You to be had like that the balance anchor. there Right
1: yeah. I, so I challenged him to see 500 Days of Summer if he wanted to see more faces. Yes. Because that was a great Joseph What was Gordon- the other movie
0: where uh, it was a heist? There was a heist.
1: Oh, and he's like, uh, not mentally disabled, but he's kind of like the town. Loser. He works at a bank as a cleaner, right? Right, right. Yeah. I don't remember what the name of it was yeah, That called, was a good movie, that too. That was a really great movie. I just watched that, a, well, probably about six months ago, a year ago. It pretty good.
0: Tom Hardy. That's the Yes.
1: Guy. He was great. Yeah. Ames. That was his name. Oh, and Michael Caine. He has a brief role. A brief part. He plays uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Padre. Yeah. That's father <laughs> for you non-Spanish speakers. See, how can you not love Joseph Gordon-Levitt? And he was born the same year as me. He's
0: that's, adorable. Yeah.
1: Look at how much he's done.
0: What is it The Lookout? That's the name of it, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yeah. that was a great movie. That was.
1: So, yeah, I would highly, highly recommend this. And I will, what I will say about us seeing this movie, this was one of the best like movie crowds we've been in the midst of. There was no texting. And people clapped at the end, which I thought was kind of cool. They did. You didn't think it was cool. Apparently. A little geeky, yeah. It is a little geeky, but
0: it depends. For me, it depends on the movie. Like if it, it's a Wonderful Life, when you get applause, it touches me. But other movies, I don't know. I guess... If you're applauding the the fact that it's a good movie, I have to appreciate that.
1: And I guess what... I felt like we were this, like, group of moviegoers. Like, we'd stood in a food line for a really long time, and we'd just been given, like, rice or something. And then all of a sudden, there was, like, a steak dinner. That's That's how I felt. We were all like, oh, thank God. This movie Kind of exhale at the end. Ah,
0: it's perfect. Right, right. So. That was my take on it. We should just start applauding at the end of every movie. Just the two of it. us. Like, cop out. We should have applauded. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was
1: Obviously, that one that we you don't saw go to the movies. Oh, please give. <laughs> it's like completely <laughs> that depressing. That was awesome.
0: It's hot in here. Yeah.
1: Let's go. Okay. So, uh, one more review. Mm-hmm. And then that will end this um, segment of our podcast. So, get ready for that. Um, we went to the Belcourt on Thursday, yes, and saw a little film called Winter's Bone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which stars Jennifer Lawrence, uh, John Hawkes, uh, and several others whose names I didn't recognize, so I didn't think anybody else will. Nor did I recognize the characters in the movie. But um, Winter's Bone follows the story of Ree, who is has become the caretaker to her two younger siblings as well as her mentally incapacitated mother. Um, and when she finds out from sort of the small backwoods deliverance country town sheriff, um, her father, who is a meth cooker, um, is...
0: In the movie, they call it Crank. They Is there a difference crank. between meth and crank?
1: I don't think so, but I'm not really a drug person guru, yeah. so I Anymore. don't... Right. Right. I <laughs> no try to kidding. stay I try to stay away from that lifestyle now. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. It is. But um this girl's father basically had put um, their house and property up for his uh bond the last time he was put in jail. Right. And because he missed his arraignment, um now they're coming back to take the house and being that she is seventeen and has really no means for income She goes to hunt down her father and basically um, finds out that there are secrets about her father buried amongst her really unsavory family members. In-laws, yeah. Yes, her uncle and some big guy and really (laughs) scary-looking women women, beat the crap out of her at one point. It's a really dark, frighteningly... um, frighteningly desperate movie right and we talked about this a little bit i got up thinking like i I was so sad after the movie but i got up thinking that i don't can't tell if that movie was so good that i'm upset or i'm upset because it's it was like frighteningly you just can't imagine anybody lives like this i think that's what's depressing and they really sold that these people in fact live like this and that this is a legitimate issue that probably someone has to face at some point
0: yeah i think it's uh, very stark in its appearance mm-hmm. but that if it were really a good movie that would be a um what's the word i'm looking for it would be I don't know. It would be a part of the movie. It wouldn't be the thing that stood out most, more than the story itself, which is what it did for me. Right. The appearance of the movie hit me harder than the actual story. The story, I mean, the story was decent. Yes, I would agree with that. But I walked away from that movie thinking exactly like you were thinking. I can't believe people actually live this way. And about 15 minutes in, I'm thinking, this is like the white precious.
1: Yes, we both said that when we left.
0: But... because precious you had, you know, bad eating habits, bad hygiene, mm-hmm.
1: um just sort depressing of depressing
0: like, environment.
1: Yes. And this sort of uh tradition of um well the sort of legacy that these people had left to their children and right, their this children's children and the
0: cycle of just
1: I don't even losardom. know how to describe right, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, it's and I guess what surprised me is is that I've been to Missouri, and this, I guess this movie takes place in the Ozarks of yes. Missouri. Yes. But I've never seen people like that. They seem like, I mean, I hate to say it, but they seem like Southern. And I guess Missouri is considered the South.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But they seem like almost Appalachian like type.
1: deep, deep, like dirty South. Right. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
0: And so I was almost pulled out, out of the story itself by the starkness of you know, the, the film in, in its appearance. So I can't say that I, I liked the movie, but I didn't love it simply right. because I didn't get pulled in by what I should have been pulled in by.
1: Well, and for me, I don't... It was the same thing that I felt about Precious. It's hard for me to say, oh my gosh, I love that movie. It's just not a movie that you love because it's... I think it's hard to fall. I loved the character. I loved her. Right. She was vulnerable and tough. And the glue, kind of, the other characters were supplemental to her, but I think she was what was sort of the redemptive quality of the the starkness of the movie. And
0: I felt more redemption at the end of Precious than I did at the, at the end of this movie. Absolutely, because at the end of this movie, she's not really she's not going anywhere. I mean, she has. a She's little, maintaining the status right. quo,
1: basically, which is depressing. That she went through all of this hell just to keep what was really crappy to begin with.
0: Right. I'm more. I was more interested in little segments of the film than the the, the overall film. Like, there's a scene where she's teaching the kids to hunt.
1: Yes. Yes. And she's she's
0: uh, there. She's teaching them how to to skin a squirrel, s- skin squ- squirrels, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Because I know it happens. Right. But I've never. Been a part of that. So I found that kind of interesting. That was almost like, it would be like seeing a documentary where that would, would yes. happen. It didn't necessarily have to happen in a movie.
1: But you never, I think what what grabbed me was the fact that this 17-year-old girl, who I was a 17-year-old girl one time, and the last thing I was doing was teaching my little brothers right. how to skin squirrels. She had to
0: be a mother and a father. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, my, I, she, it was a great performance. It was. Yeah. I think
1: we'll see her more often. Yes. And the main reason I wanted to see this movie is because I had read a lot about her portrayal in that and that she was somebody who had some oscar buzz after can because she she was so great and Mm -hmm. she was so convincing as this kind of joan of arc character yeah sort of so so um, yeah i wouldn't i mean i would recommend seeing it but just know that it's very very grim (laughs) very grim and you won't feel i mean you'll feel very blessed (laughs) when you when you leave the movie right
0: even if you're homeless you're like who. (laughs) So,
1: so um yeah i would give this one like a
0: 6.8 i would give it a 6.2
1: let's see what imd db gives it. 8. 8.2. 8.2. 8.2 that was a, it was pretty good
0: i will say this about the bell court yeah one negative it seems like people cannot stay in their seats. They're constantly no, getting up. what is up with that? And the bad thing is the doors open directly into the lobby where yes. there's a lot of light. Yeah. So it lets a lot of light into the theater, which can be distracting. Yes. Especially when it happens so frequently.
1: Yes. I would agree with that. And what was up? Like, for some reason in this movie, there were a lot of people that came in later and just, just stood, stood in there. the aisle. I'm yeah. like, I don't know why you're standing there. <laughs>
0: right. You're yeah. supposed
1: to sit. This isn't like, right. Yeah. Exactly. So that was kind of strange. But you're right. I don't never noticed that either.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was directed by a female director yes. as well. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh. That's pretty good. So. So those are our movie thus reviews. that
1: concludes the movie review segment mm-hmm. of the Vagabond Exchange podcast.
0: Yes. Hey, mom. Yes, you. Why fuss and fret about dinner? Why not have it right here? Yes, this drive-in offers everyone in the family a real picnic treat for dinner. We've got delicious sandwiches with all the trimmings and your other dinner favorites, plus whatever you want to drink, hot or cold. Come early before the show starts or eat while you're being entertained or at intermission time. So why fuss? Give your family a tasty dinner at this drive-in.
1: So William's been on a bit of a sushi kick lately. And so, to appease Seattle Joe, we decided to give the rundown of a couple sushi restaurants that we frequent and enjoy, Mm -hmm. or don't frequent and don't enjoy. William lives on the southwest side of Nashville, and um, in a little plaza not far from his home is a little hole-in-the-wall sushi joint called Tokyo Japanese Cuisine. And we've been there, what, three times in the last week? Yeah, Yeah. last two weeks. Yeah, last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is delicious, which, first of all, we enjoy sake immensely, Mm -hmm. as it is good and gets us hammered very quickly. Sake and And Sapporo. Sapporo. Which I tried for the first time a couple nights ago, and it's It's very, very tasty. Mm -hmm. Also, one thing I'd recommend if you do go to Tokyo Japanese cuisine is a roll called the Crunch and Munch Roll, which is a California roll. Sprinkled with crab and crunchies. And it's delicious. It is. It's the best roll ever. And they have some other kind of yummy, like, local, locally created rolls. Like right. the whatever Nashville roll that they have. There's a lot of neighborhood rolls.
0: There's a San Francisco roll. Yes. And a Maine lobster roll. Maine lobster roll. roll.
1: Yeah, that one's pretty good, too. Yeah. I enjoy that one. So, yeah. Those are the... That's the kind of local place that we really it has by. a very
0: nice atmosphere too I don't Does. feel like I'm in Nashville when I walk in there no. I feel like I'm in Seattle or something yeah absolutely it's kind of dark and the people are very nice friendly, friendly.
1: yeah there seems to be a lot of locals in there right
0: chilling but, yeah out. they all know each other yep. so yeah
1: yep they're very friendly mm-hmm. um, really good service. The sushi comes pretty quickly, which is unusual. And for it's nice and cold. I mean, it yeah. seems...
0: It feels... It tastes fresh. Right. Yeah. Right. It doesn't... Yeah.
1: It's not like that weird room temperature. Right. Um, temperature. So, that said, we checked out another place. And I had been here before. And I liked their sushi, but I had a bento box, which only had, like, one roll in it. And then, like, teriyaki and some other, like, tempura and stuff. So, everything was cooked. Mm-hmm. But it's called... Uh, I think it's pronounced... Sanobana, or Sanobana, Um, and it's off of Whitebridge Road here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Another sushi slash Japanese restaurant um, where we went and had a few rolls, but to William's previous point, the temperature was a little off. It was like slightly warmer than what you wanted your sushi to be. Right. Um, The sake was good, drinks were fine, but I wouldn't recommend it for sushi. Yeah,
0: and the atmosphere was okay. Yeah. It it didn't feel as quaint as...
1: No. Tokyo very, Japanese. Cuisine. It feels kind of diner ish in there, I think. Yeah. It's like booths and like cafeteria style. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And plus, like, we had no fewer than three people asking us every six minutes, I think, if we were doing okay. Right. Which I appreciate being checked on, but I don't want to be hovered over.
0: Especially by the, the like waitress, the host, boy. and the bus boy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And not only that, but, like, we're having a conversation. So every time they come up to ask us if we're okay, it interrupts the conversation. And I'm not not—I'm exaggerating when I say it was six minutes. It was actually, like, less time than that. It was yeah. literally, like, every three minutes we were being asked if we were okay. Right. And we were indeed fine. We so, were.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I choked like for we a while. <laughs> and in that span of time, nobody came. That was the weird thing. We <laughs>
1: didn't choke. But it's not like we were crying out or... Puking or doing anything that made us look like we were less than okay. Yeah. We were eating and talking. Yes. And occasionally high fiving. Yes. Which we often do. Sushi. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I have to say about that.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's one other place that we go, well, we, we've never gotten sushi there, here in Bellevue, in the opposite.
1: Oh, I think that place is like a chain, though.
0: Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, hmm. it's
1: good. It's just not like awesome. I don't we should think.
0: get sushi there sometime.
1: We should. They've got the. We've never gotten the um hibachi stuff there either. We've no. always just had like teriyaki or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: So. You, I thought you got sushi there one time. You got, did like, I? The little oh, maybe I did. Or whatever.
0: It's not memorable. Plus,
1: I like their teriyaki, but like it's like you. They have like shrimp, chicken, whatever, and it comes with like it's like shrimp. Seven thousand raw onions and rice. Like that's not really teriyaki. That's yeah. onions and some marinated meat. Plus,
0: you're not an onion fan.
1: I'm not, so. but I'm really not like onion as the only vegetable fan. Right. That's not correct. I don't think.
0: I don't think it is. I believe there are other vegetables. vegetables and, yeah. But.
1: I, but who am I really? Yes. But they <laughs> also do have good sake they and do. really good plum wine. If you're into that. Yeah. So yeah. That's been our our. Uh, Do you restaurant. want to mention
0: Rusans since we're talking about sushi, sushi places? We
1: There's an area of Nashville called the Gulch. It's kind of uh, a newly developed area. There's some high-rise uh, condos in that area. There's also some really great restaurants that we'll talk about maybe some other time. But Rusans has a couple things that I enjoy. One of which is a lunchtime sushi buffet where they have a wide array of rolls, which they label, which I appreciate at a sushi buffet because most of the time they don't. Mm -hmm. And then they also have like a little warm bar as well where you can get like fried stuff. Um, The other thing that I like is their drinks are really, really good. They have some inventive cocktails that you can order there. Things right. I do not like about Roussans is that if you go pretty much on any night of the week or weekend, it's absolutely packed and you cannot hear yourself. Your conversation. They play techno music all the time. Yes, it's redunquulous. So if,
0: yeah, if it weren't for that,
1: I, I think we'd go all the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Even though it's crowded, like you said, it's always packed with people. But yeah. yeah. The
1: thing that I don't like about the fact that it's packed is they've got like the bar right, and then there's like a two section between the booths and the bar. Right. So when you're coming through to either get to or from your table it's like whoever's going the opposite direction has to turn sideways yeah, so you can pass. Away. It's a very strange layout and it yeah. irritates me. So if you, like, I don't get up to go to the bathroom and the same like during lunch. Like, when you pass people you have to like skinny by each other in order to get, it's just not very, uh, it's not a very relaxed atmosphere which is what I prefer. Right. So... That's what I'll say about Rezones. And there's one more,
0: uh, Ken's.
1: Ken's, yes. Ken's that's over Midtown.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Ken's is okay. I, I can't even give it a it's recommendation. It's kind of a dive, uh, in oh. a way. And the reason I won't give it a recommendation is because the last, like, three times I went there, there were gigantic bugs on the wall, which to me is a sign of grosser things happening. Places I can't see them. So I stopped going there. Okay. So I really can't give it a... I used to go there all the time and I loved their sushi, but now yeah. I don't.
0: Okay. So if you can get out to the southwest part of Nashville, <laughs> Tokyo Japanese Cuisine is right. the best. Right. Um but Rusantz if you're in the downtown area, which is doing probably the where tourist you'd be thing, if you were, yeah,
1: visiting. I'd recommend Roussans. Yeah. It's really good. And they have a lot of like different. They have some good appetizers and different types of rolls. It's yep. it's like mostly all sushi. Yep. And, um, yeah, I would talk about Peter's, but you haven't been there. I so haven't. We can talk about that later. Okay. If we ever go.
0: And we're having um, a happy hour and a couple of nights, so we can talk about...
1: The Flying Saucer. Yeah. Which is one of our favorite places.
0: Yeah. I think it's... I know there's one in Memphis, and there's yeah. one here, but I don't know...
1: I think there's a couple others. Okay. You can check out the website, but we'll give that a full review next podcast.
0: All right.
1: Maybe other places that we like mm-hmm. um as usual if there's anywhere you'd like for us to eat anything you'd like for us to see or talk about you can email us at vagabond exchange at gmail.com mm-hmm. you can also check out our facebook page it's vagabond exchange on facebook
0: so uh I guess we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yes. Anytime sooner than that. We don't really have anything planned.
1: No, obviously, we don't have anything to talk about, so probably no. not. all right. So maybe s- after we get back from Michigan.
0: Yeah, well, that's maybe, a long maybe time. Maybe before.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.
1: Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings. Use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.